Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. You see, when you're in a still place, God is not just going to give it to you. He has to make you still, you know, to make you realize, like, what I'm about to do with you, I need you to be prepared. I need preparation to happen. So when you are still, it's not because you ain't got nothing to do. It's that God's working on you. My name is Detavio Samuels, and welcome to The Black Print, where I sit with the innovators, disruptors, and change makers. My guests open up about every step of their journey and share lessons learned along the way to provide creators, entrepreneurs, and executives with a tangible blueprint for navigating to the top of their industry. This is The Black Print. Welcome to the Black Print. Here I kick off every show the same exact way with my favorite quote. Everybody sees you on the mountaintop, not everybody sees you on the climb. This is the show where we talk to the ceiling breakers, the disruptors, the innovators about their climb to the top. Today I am blessed to be joined with by my sister, this queen, Pretty V. I, I always feel like I'll do a disservice if I do the introduction. So I'm going to ask you, introduce yourself to the people. Hey, you guys, it's your girl, Pretty V. I am God's child. I'm, I am a comedian, an actress, an entrepreneur, a philanthropist, and you know, I'm just me, you know, all purpose entertainer. Love it. All right, so let's 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 get down to the to the nitty gritty me. Let's go back to the very, very, very beginning. Describe what your childhood life was like. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, growing up in a Caribbean home, my mom, both of my parents are Jamaican. And, um, but, but I don't know yes, I didn't know that. Uh, my family's Jamaican as well. On my oh, for real? Yes. So um, growing up, you know, my mom, you know, me being a PK, you know, uh, I watched my mom just pray, 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 pray. When I watched my dad, you know, he growing up as, as a Catholic, you know, it was two different homes. But mm. um, my daddy know who Jesus is, okay? You know what's going down. And um, but I, I grew up in, you know, both homes and you know, it was it was fun. I had a really, really great childhood. But I seen, you know, when my mom we moved and moved around, you know, um, just to make sure I was good, but it was more of the space of like, it was discipline. Mm -hmm. You know, my mom made sure that if you wanna do something, you gotta get into school, you gotta go to college, you gotta finish school in order to be great. And um, my mom is just a hustler. I watch her hustle all my life, pray down and hustle and make sure we get what we need. So I had a really, really good childhood. My dad did the same thing. I had anything I wanted as a kid, but you know, times they get rough. Well, mom had to, you know, get her, get go into a field of working, go back to school. You know, I watched my mom go to college all over again. And, you know, um, criminal justice was her major. And, but I also seen her get all of her, her, her degrees and her last one was her doctorates. Oh, so, you know, yeah. So, uh, I watched that and I, and she taught me that it's never too late to get it, you know? Mm. Um, so you know, she's been ordained for nine years now and, awesome. and that's my mama. <laughs> okay. So now you are this kind of multi-hyphenate entertainer. Yeah. When is the dream um, born to become an entertainer, to become an entertainer. For me? Yeah, when did you decide this might be something you want to do? Did it happen in your childhood, mm. when you were older? I remember going around my house, you know, I was at my dad's house, and again, my dad is all for it, you know, mm. but my dad was also a disciplinary as well. You have to make sure you finish school. You have to make sure you get what you need as a woman. And I, like I said, it was both homes. My both parents are Caribbean, so you already know what it is like that. You gotta do this, you gotta do it. You gotta be a doctor, you gotta be a lawyer. My dad didn't understand what 
the comedians or how the comedic world was going, especially mm. social media, they, you know, they, they, you know, in the back, they different don't know, right, yeah, a whole yeah, different generation. Yeah. So they like, yo, you need to get your money. You know, mm. you need to make sure you're okay. And I said, dad, I'm gonna show you. Mm. I'm gonna show you that I could do it, you know, and, I, and I'm doing it. But I think for me as a kid, I used to always be in my house. My mom and my dad used to yell at me and be like, be quiet, but I used to like, uh, 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 uh. You see what Jay Z doing? Let, let, you know, you see what's going on. Just leave her alone and watch how it works. And my dad believed, but he didn't understand when I was trying to get to it, the hustle behind it. He wanted me to get into college and be a lawyer and be a real estate agent instead of really chasing my dream. And now he understands, like, okay, mm. you turned funny into money, and y'all don't snatch that because I done already LLC that. Okay. Okay. I done already patented that. Funny into money. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, I knew as a child, my mom knew that um, I was destined for greatness. She said, you're going to be an artist. Mm. And yeah. Mm. And what was your path? So what is your first step into the entertainment space? Um, well, I told myself when I was in college, again, I was doing radio mm. in school. I had my own radio station called Lounge 22. Where I played the sexy, okay, R&B from the 80s, the 80s, 90s, and today's. Okay. Um, and, I, and I did that for four years at, at St. Aug, and then I stopped. And then um, got a job working outside of that at the VXO. I had my own show called the VXO Show um, at a podcast uh, mm. station that I worked at. But I still wasn't making no money. I was like, I'm doing all this, and I'm still working at Fairfield Marriott. Mm. I'm like, dude, I need some coins, Lord. So I said, all I want to do is just be in the entertainment industry. That's all I want to do. So one day I was just like downstairs at the radio station, and I, I was like, I kept hearing music. And I was like, where's that music coming from? I was like, what is that? And I walked up to just to be nosy, mm. and it says South Coast Music Group. And I was like, whoa, I want to like work there. And um, Arno Taylor, you know, uh, shout out to him, and uh, uh, Baby G's at the time now, he's the baby, um, was up there just playing music, going over tr music and tracks and just all of that. And I was like, I want to be a part of that. Then I got fired, you know, mm. from the radio station with the, the lady I was working with. And then I, I was just sitting just like this outside in Charlotte, waiting for my car to come. And then I was, then a guy tapped me on my shoulder and was like, you still want that job at South Coast Music Group? And mm. I was like, I do, his name was Craig, and I, and I hope he's good. And I, and I said, um, yeah, I do, are they hiring? He was like, yeah, um, just give me uh, your email address. I need you to write where you are from and what you wanna do, and I'm gonna give it to Arno. And right there, I got hired. Beautiful. Yeah. And what did you get fired for? Um, well, it was this agreement between me and, you know, who I was working with at the radio mm. station. Um, it was called the Net Station at the time. And um, we just didn't see eye to eye. I think when people, when you get to a certain place and, you know, people think it's them who did it. Mm. But I always say it's God. You know, mm -hmm. I always say God will make room for you, you know, mm -hmm. especially when you use your gift. Mm -hmm. So um, at the time, me and her was just bumping heads and I was like, I'm going to go. Mm -hmm. And then when I was sitting outside, um, Craig tapped my shoulder, like, you want to you work with us still? And I was like, yeah. And from there, I got introduced to where I wanted, where I thought I wanted to be, like working and trying to travel with him. And I was booking, you know, um, college shows for the baby and, mm -hmm. you know, being at doing some admin work for Arno, but I was still not where I wanted to be. You know, I was doing skits, but then I was also coming in to clock in and I was getting money, $300. And I was like, well, my rent by 12, so that ain't adding up, mm -hmm. you know? And um, yeah. How did it feel to have this idea inside of you, this dream inside of you? Um, to know what you felt like you were capable of, mm -hmm. but to not yet be able to fulfill it. Do you remember what that felt like? Mm, I mean, at the time, my emotion was up and down. Mm. You know, I was like, ooh, I'm, 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 I could go on Instagram, I could get viral, but then it's the back end, it's like, but I still need some monetary to go with this, mm -hmm. you know? I just don't want to do it, and I don't see anything come out of it. But I did it, did it, did it until I was able to get on Wild and Out, mm -hmm. you know? And I was able to, you know, um, get my first brand ambassadorship uh, opportunity. But it was like a lot of highs and lows during that time because I was just like, you know, we all going to keep going, but when you don't see it, you don't see the prophecy, exactly. you don't see, you know, it come right away. You just got to, you're like, I'm going to give up. But for me, I was like, you know, I'm gonna keep going mm. because I know what my life looked like. I know mm. what I wanted as a kid. I know that I was playing with Barbie dolls and talking to them and having a whole Grammy concert and Oscar winning. Like I'm mm. like, so I know that it was destined for me. So yeah. 
What was the first job that you had when you were um, with the baby? What was the title of the job you had? Um, it was Arnold Taylor's admin work. Admin work. Yeah, yeah, so I was the assistant. Yeah. In college, you're creating, you're making, you're making your own show, yeah. you're running your own um, radio station. Did it feel like you had to take a step backwards? Did it feel like you went from creating to being an assistant? Or did you feel like you were taking a step forward towards the dreams that you, that you desired? Oh, a big step back. I was in everything when I was in school. They had me host. Mm. They had me to be a part of everything on campus. So when I didn't have that spunk anymore, mm. that juice, depression came, anxiety came, overthinking came, worrying came, like, what am I gonna do? And I was that girl in school. So now, when you get out them gates, it's a whole life that you gotta tackle. And for me, I went back home. My mom lived in South Carolina at the time. Mm. So I went back to South Carolina, stood in her guest room like, okay now, mm. what am I gonna do? Like, I ain't got no job, I'm out of college, I thought I was gonna get a radio position after I got out of school, that didn't happen. Mm. So my mom was like, well, you need to go find your job, or you need to go out of Miami, or you need to do this. It was, it was all these options. But she always told me that God said, you gonna be in the arts. So you're going to have to have your faith to be on a thousand mm -hmm. so you to get there. And that's when I just kept applying. I'm in D.C. applying. I'm in Atlanta, V103, because I used to intern at V103. So I'm V1, I'm calling back people that I don't even know. Miss Janet, you got, you got something I can work with? Nah, you got, mm -hmm. Then I'm over here calling people in D.C. Like, I'm just calling everybody that I knew because I keep great relationships. So I'm like, um, I'm just, I just need a job. And they weren't hiring until I applied to 107.9 in Charlotte. It was a pop station and I was, I, I did some intern in there, but they were paying mm -hmm. and I did that for a little while. Mm -hmm. So it, it was it was a little like discouraging because I was that, mm -hmm. I, was, I was that student to be involved in so much. And then when you come out of college, you're like, what do I do? Where do mm -hmm. I start? You know, so that caused a lot of, you know, depression, anxiety and worry. Who needs an alarm in the morning? When McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles. And a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. How did you yeah. push through the depression, anxiety, and worry? Because a lot of times people get depressed and then they don't, they, they can't move, mm. right? They get stuck, right? You're saying, I, I was dealing with depression, I was dealing with anxiety, but you're also like, you're hustling, I'm calling, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm making yeah. moves. How did you manage to do both at the same time? How did you not get stuck in the depression? Cause I didn't forget what God said. He said, you're going to be in the arts. Mm -hmm. So I didn't forget that. My faith was still, you know, activated. Mm -hmm. I was still like, look, a delay is never a denial. Thanks. You know, my past can't paralyze me. My thoughts can't control my day. So I had to keep going. So, and, and, and I wasn't in, uh, in a space of depression where I wasn't in a, in a space of stillness. Internally, I was, it was cringing my body. Mm -hmm. I was hurting a little bit. Cause I was like, I gotta, I gotta make it way. And my mom is like Joe Jackson for real. She in my ear every day, like, yo, V, you need to get yourself together. I'm like, mom, I'm coming. And I'm the baby. So she, my mom know like, with me, it's like a, a extra covering that she gotta do because I'm so nice and I, and I want people to win around me and I may leave myself and make sure everybody's okay. So for her, she's like, when you get out there, God is preparing you. You see, when you're in a still place, you, God is not just gonna give it to you. He has to make you still, you know, to make you realize like what I'm about to do with you, I need you to be prepared. I need preparation to happen. So when you are still, it's not because you ain't got nothing to do, it's that God's working on you. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's what he was doing with me when I was at my mom's house. And this is like seven, eight years ago. This is 26, 17. Mm. And then I was able to like, you know, 2015, excuse me, in 2016, I, I moved out. But it was, it was it was a space of stillness. And um, yeah, people have to understand that. It's not about just being still because you're waiting. God preparing you. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, there's um, a massive difference between like when you get the call or when you have the idea and the vision mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. when that thing gets to come to fruition. Yeah. And I feel like I have a very similar story. It was like in my 20s, mm. I always knew that I wanted to be the CEO of like a fast growing company right wow um started my first company while i was in business school in my 20s and then like just nothing popped i probably started like 10 companies in my 20s right wow. um and then in my 30s it was like let me focus on my career but i still had that vision i still had that dream mm. inside of me and it felt like every day i would say like i felt like i was like banging my head against the wall like mm, god i know yes. you have called me to do x and like on. the career looks great right yeah. but this isn't what you called me to be you right come on and then i got to revolt and i always say like i'm so grateful because yes. now I realize everything he was doing was preparation. Yes. Everything that I needed to be good in this role, everything that I needed in order to um, lead in the way that I'm capable of leading right now, yeah. he was preparing me the whole ways, 20 yes. and 30s. I wouldn't have been ready in my 20s yeah. like I thought I was, you know yeah. what I mean? 
Um, and I would have been ready in my 20s, like my 22s and 23s yeah, yeah. and 24s when I'm trying. You know, he, he definitely, uh, you know, waited till I was 26 and 27 and, and so I could understand what I'm doing. Sure. You know, and I think for real, for we're still trying to get it. You know, we're still trying to like, hey, what question. am I supposed to do? Or what, are, what am I doing? Or for real, like what is, I know I got the comedy down pat, but what is it outside of it? You know, so I, I think we're still being worked on yeah. till now. Yeah. 100%. What was, okay, so you, you um, are working with Arnold and the baby. What's the job after that? Um, he fired me. I remember when he called me. Okay, how like, did that feel? <laughs> Were you ready? But Were you relieved? Were I you... was, you know, what's so crazy is I know for a fact for me, I was so busy on a computer looking up like Jim Carrey skits and like mm -hmm. going on Instagram looking at like my skits and doing skits. So I was like, he already knew like, this is not where you want to be for real. You just right. over here trying to get this money in and that's it. So I, I, it was okay. When he when he fired me, I, I understood like, I'm like, all right, now it's my time to get in my bag. So that's when um, the baby called me and was like, man, you know, you so good. Like, you know, you just got a key going, you know, I, you know, you so funny. Me. So after that, I was like, okay, I heard it from him. We don't got no pressure. He fired, they fired me, but we still locked in. Mm. And after that, that was it. I, um, uh, fight myself in the street, created the pink bond, the, the pink robe and, and bonnet. Yo, what up was in my, my kitchen. And then, you know, I got a call to, to, to be on Wildin' Out. Well, actually, I lied to get on Wildin' Out. I mm. said DC, my cousin, and, you know, Carlos Miller, my uncle. Like, I was just did you say that for I real? did, I did, in the, in the audition. Like, literally, I was like, in the email, I was like, this is who I'm related to. I need to be on. And they, they was like, okay, come. I flew myself. I had no money to fly out, but I, I just, I had to ask somebody. And I flew myself out. And, uh, and then after that, I didn't get it. They were like, okay, mm. well, you lied uh, because DC is not your cousin, and um, you're not funny. So, next. So um, I waited uh, 2018 and they called me back and said, well, you actually are funny and um, your numbers are growing. Do you want to come in and be on this show? Mm. And I was like, mm, yeah. So mm. I've been on the seasons now. Did you, did you feel like you were winning when you got that call? Um, I don't feel like I was winning. I feel like now y'all get it, mm. you know, because my comedy they is caught like, up. They finally yeah. caught up. And my comedy is like no other, though. Like, I don't, you cannot compare me to anybody, mm -hmm. you know? I mean, I could compare myself to, like, Jim Carrey because I feel like we are physical comic, but it's nobody that you could compare me to. And if you is, they copying me, you know? <laughs> no shade. But, you know, at the end of the day, I feel like it, it, my comedy is, like, it's a different thing. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going off of my life journey. Mm -hmm. I'm taking characters from what I've seen. Like, if, if you see a Jamaican auntie, that's my auntie growing up. That's Sharon, if you're looking at a New York chick, like my two best friends from Mount Vernon in Brooklyn. So it's like, I'm, I'm taking from New York chick, Maria, I'm from Miami. So, you know, we got a little corata barrocha, you know, so I'm picking from different areas. So it's nobody like me, but I understood why. And I understand what God timing means now, because at the time I wasn't ready and God ain't going to give you something that you got to lie about. Okay. God ain't going to give you no lie blessing. It got to be sure. I'm in my honest season. So it's like anything that comes to me has to be honest and it got to be real. So when I was lying to get on Wild and Out, I was like, I'm dragging it, I'm forcing it. Mm -hmm. And I, I clapped for all my peers that made it. And I came back home and I was doing skits in my, my kitchen. And I got, I had help. You know, I was dealing with somebody that I was, that, that was helping and I was working too. But other than that, you know, I, my mom, my dad made sure to help me too. But mm -hmm. other than that, I, I was, I kept hustling. I kept grinding. Yeah. Um... I like to talk about like the importance of having a big machine and a small machine. Yeah. Um, so a lot of times the big machine is like work, right? So for me it would be revolt. Um, yeah. The small machine is the hustle, the stuff that you do on the side, yeah. right? Um, the importance of having both a big machine and a small machine is mm -hmm. they can often contribute to one another, right? Yeah. The small machine, you get to perfect your craft, you get to figure out who you really are, and, and then you get to bring that to the big machine. The big machine is often funding um, the small machine and enabling you to do what you do. Yeah. Um, what role has your time at Wilding Out served in terms of helping you kind of perfect your craft and your funny and who you are? Mm. Um, with Wilding Out, um, I think the show, um, actually it grounded me and actually molded me because I wasn't really good. I mean, I'm always, I'm a great 
improver, but it's a difference when you on that show because mm -hmm. you gotta be like fast, right? You gotta be like on your tips, you gotta be on your toes. Like anybody could say something, you gotta understand what's going on, right? You just can't be confused, like well, what the joke was? Mm -hmm. but you gotta have a comeback. And I think for a while now, it grounded me, it molded me, it, it made me more quicker on my feet when it comes to, because comedy is quick, it's nothing slow, this is not a drama, it's not a horror movie, it's really quick and you gotta mm -hmm. understand what you're saying. And two, for real, Wildin' Out has taught me the to organize myself too because it's a lot of people on that show that's seasoned and you can't be the one that's falling behind. Mm. Like you gotta get it. And then that's when I seen the, the most money for myself because I was like, okay, well this is working. I'm like, okay, I'm on this season, it's 26 episodes and I'm, if I'm doing 22, it's this check. So now I'm able to do, invest in my business, which is called the VXL Collection. At the time I was selling bathrobes and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm now to put it here and then put it here, but I still want more because if you don't make an episode, you, you out, you stay home or you in a crowd watching your peers on stage. Mm. So, I mean, Walla now has helped me in so many ways. And like I said, this is my eighth season and we're back soon. So it's still like it's an experience mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. yeah I want to get into your businesses but two more quick questions on um, this one here um, you said you have a very unique style of comedy that nobody yeah. um, is doing what you're doing do you have a mentor do you have a coach um, or is it you versus you every day you get in the mirror trying to figure out like how to get better <laughs> it's me versus me it's you versus you and when I when I include my coaches when I have to do a self tape or if I need mm -hmm. them on set when it's a movie but it's really me versus me. It's it's like I'm in my head creating. I look at the scenario before I even prop the camera up. It's, it, I, I laugh at my own damn self. I'll be like, shit, this is gonna go crazy if I put it out. And you know, so it's literally, that's how I create my sketch shows, V's house. That's why I'm like, in my head, I'm like, oh my God, I call my, my director, I'm like, yo, Talia, like, I think we should do, I think we should take my characters to church. I think we should do a Pretty V Thanksgiving. I think we should do um, Pretty V's first date, but add all my characters in it. Cause it's like an Eddie Murphy, Eddie Murphy type vibe. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's what, that, that's my sketch show. So I look at it in the mirror, I envision it, I write it down, I call her and say, let's do it before I lose this idea. Mm -hmm. You know, cause I'm on to the next one. So um, it's me versus me all day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, this is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludacris. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Similar question or similar space, and just want to see if you have a different answer, but um, where do you get your inspiration from? Oh, I mean, anything from the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. Okay. You know, I'm a Jim Carrey girl. Okay. So I throw on and live in color to get inspired. I love Melissa McCarthy. I love Eddie Murphy. I love mm -hmm. Martin. So I, I pull from what mm -hmm. that vibe is, but I only pull it just to be like, okay, well, if they did it this way, I could I could do it my way in this generation yeah, and, and do it a way that, like, no one's not doing it. And, you know, with me trying to do a one-woman show, I mean, Whoopi Goldberg did it, you know, Whoopi Goldberg, and I just also feel like I could do it. I could have my characters. I could have nice. Sharon and Peanut Mom and all these, like, so I just, I pull. I, but I only go back in the yeah. days. I don't, no shade. I, I like all my, my, my seasoned folks, okay. you know, so, yeah. There's, um, one of my favorite books is this book called Still Like an Artist, and mm. he talks about, like, how you have to have your own family tree and that mm -hmm. you can steal from all of these people that you admire and respect yeah. knowing that once it becomes inside a part of Pretty V that when it comes out it's going to come out in its own completely yeah. different way right yeah um, and I, I love the way that you just described your kind of creative yeah. family tree where you're pulling from yeah um, let's talk about the businesses so entrepreneurship when did you get bit by the entrepreneurial bug Oof. when were you like eh, let me just let me let me start this company yeah uh, well the VXL, the VXL collection was first um, I had my own bathrobes, like I had my embroidered sayings, like call your daddy, shut it up, you know, uh, just different cute, funny sayings I used to say on Instagram, follow me hoes. And um, I was selling those for like, I went to like $65, $75 and then a hundred, mm. you know, um, selling those bathrobes and I made a lot of money off of it. And then after that, I got introduced to having my own bonnets for sale. Cause I was just going to beauty supply mm. and just throwing on some bonnets. And Random someone said, bonnet. just do your, just sell some bonnets. So I found my, my, my girl um, and she just started like putting my faces on the bonnets. I was selling those for like $50. Mm. And I stopped doing that when COVID came, 2020. 
Um, and I was like, all right. Let me, let me. Why'd you stop? You I stopped because uh, the distributor that I was buying the ropes from, mm. they stopped selling it. Mm. Um, it was all the way in China, and I was just. And I guess for me, I wanted to focus on city trends because I have products in 600 stores. So mm. I was like, I'm gonna focus on that for right now, um, okay. and not juggle so much. So now we're there. But I'm, I'm gonna I'm sell my ropes again. I um, shout out to my friend, blame it on Quay. Uh, he um, he brought it up this past weekend. I was like, V, you have to bring those ropes back. Mm. And I was like, yeah, if I do, it has to be like nude. It has mm. to be like something. And grown and just fun. I'm gonna still keep the pink robe for the ladies and my, my kids, and but I, I want to do something like pink, the nudes and the mauve colors. So yeah, that was my first baby, and then after that, I moved on to having um, my merchandise in City Trends. I didn't actually have it off rip. I was a brand ambassador for City Trends because mm. I like to I like to go with brands that nobody ain't looking at. I like to like really come back and revamp it. And you know, if K Swiss got something and people are like I don't rock no K Swiss, well I'm a rock and I'm gonna show it. you that could be big. You know, and my inspirations from working with that was actually pastries mm. with Angela Simmons, and Vanessa Simmons. I was like, if they could do pastries and bring it to the forefront and make it girly, make it fun, I know I could be a face of City Trends and make this the pretty V way. Mm. So. I was shotting their clothes out, um, tagging them, just really doing my thing. And then after that, my manager at the time was like, hey, why don't you just get your products and just let's do some stuff with them in stores. And then they loved the idea mm. and I was excited about it. And I've been with them for two years now. And um, uh, when the COVID came, of course, everything shut down mm. and we went online to shoppretyv.com and we sold out in like 45 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah, but uh, at that stop and then we went back into the stores and now my perfume, my beddings, headphones, ox pods. I mean, the list goes on and on. I have when you talked about um, you originally were shouting them out, were yeah. you doing that intentionally and deliberately, meaning trying to get their attention mm -hmm. or were you just showing love because you really appreciated their work and their product? Well, you know, I just DM them. I'm a, I'm a DM girl. Mm. If I feel like I could work with you, if I feel like I could be a part of that brand, I'm a DM you. There's no shame in my game, okay? <laughs> if I want it, I'm going to go get it, you know? So I was doing that, you know, and I was like, hey, we should definitely, like, collab and work. Oh, a great idea. We'll send you some clothes, just tag us. Mm. I was like, okay, cool. Do that for a little while. Um, and then, then it became to, oh, no, I want a percentage in your store now. Now I want my 10s and 20s. Once I, you know, like, now nah, that's what I want. Yeah. So, and that's what we... We did, and uh, and we're we're still rocking. How did you drive that conversation? How did you drive the conversation from brand ambassador to ownership? And uh, my manager, me and my manager talked about it, and we was just like, I think it's time. I think these girls will love it. Mm. Um, I mean, City Trends is for the community, you know, and I feel like these girls that wear the fashion over the pretty little things will appreciate me walking in city trends and wearing it because it's the same. Mm. It, it, just because it may not be the Balenciagas or whatever, it's still clothes and the community still serves city trends. So I'm like, let's do it, you mm. know? And uh, I, I wanted to be a part of it right away. Mm. And I'm still with city trends to mm -hmm. this day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the questions I want to come back to is faith. You talked a lot about being yes. a preacher's kid, kind of growing up with parents that were praying. Um, how important has faith been in your career journey thus far? I mean, faith without works is dead. <laughs> you know, I, I said in the beginning of this conversation that my faith increased through depression. Mm -hmm. Like I, I didn't just like leave, I didn't just say I'm gonna do it on my own. I don't have the keys to my success. You know, um, God has it all the way through. Mm -hmm. You know, and I always acknowledge Him in every conversation because it's him, you know, um, without faith, I won't be doing the things that I do without faith. I can't, I, I want to be here. You know, it's just like, girl, you gotta, you gotta have faith to see, like, you don't know what doors will open from this conversation. Mm -hmm. You don't know who live, live. I will you touch right now. Just tell them my story. Cause somebody in here wants to do something. Somebody in here wants to be a CEO, just like you, somebody in here, they, they may be funny and they're like, Hey, I want to know her story and start. Mm -hmm. Somebody in here may have a desire to be something. And if they hear my, my story, my testimony, they're like, okay, I, I heard it from V. Now my faith is, is coming together, mm -hmm. you know, cause it, all it takes is faith. You know, God don't work without that. You know, we have to believe it. So, yeah. God's child, entrepreneur, comedian, influencer, several actress. seasons with actress. <laughs> I was just and that's literally where I was going to go. Like, what's next? What's 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 Oh, my next? God. So many great things are happening in that space. <laughs> like I told myself in this season, I want to focus on film and TV, mm. you know, and um, Pretty Stone, my first lead like role, you know, number one on the call sheet, mm. you know, um, and shout out to Bar Paris Burlick. She is my other lead as well. And 
we killed it. Mm. We filmed for a whole month straight here in Atlanta. Um, Pretty Stone is a movie where <laughs> it's like how high too, but mm. you know, it's it's two females, two two led females in Atlanta. You know, love look, I love weed. That's my character Stella <laughs> in the movie. She gets stoned, but also she gets in a lot of trouble as well. Mm. You know, and she owes somebody some money. If she don't bring it, then you know it's problems. You know, so. <laughs> That's where we at, April 19th, only on MTV at 8 o'clock. How, how does it feel sitting in this chair right now knowing that you're getting ready to launch your first movie where you are the star? Uh, don't make me cry. <laughs> um, it feels amazing. Does it? It really do. Like, I'm like, wow. Mm. You guys really gave me this responsibility to do. I was so scared. Mm. When I say, I was like. Scared like when you landed the job? <sighs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm nervous talking about it now. Okay. <laughs> like, I'm, I was so scared. I was like, y'all want me to play lead? Mm. I got to memorize these lines. I got to get into this character. And I thought about it. It was so funny. I was trying to really like find all the excuses in the world not to take this. I was like, well, nope, I got this other book in. Nope, I'm gonna go out of town. Nope, da 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 da. And then I got my nails done one day and I, I wanted to try this color, this like purple color. It was like, it's like a futuristic type purple. And then I got it and then I was like, you know what? My manager was like, you need to just go and just, just go to the, the, the um, what is it, when you, the fitting. Go to the fitting and just see, you know. We don't know yet, they haven't came up with the offer. You know they want you to play lead. This is your movie if you take it, but just go to the fitting. I was like, okay. I said, God, if this movie is for me, mm. I ask that you prepare me, get me right, get me tight, and let me get up in here and be the best I know how to be, and let me let my light shine. Mm. So we were t trying on my clothes, and they tried all these rebel clothes on, very stonerish, you know, all this clothes that don't don't fit on you is baggy. But I was like, all right. So so what is like Stella's color of the movie? And then she said purple, mm, and my I'm nails are purple. Mm -hmm. I was like. God, what you out there doing out there? You know, and I was like, from there, I made my decision. I said, mm -hmm. I'm gonna do it. You know, and um, I got a word that the movie will open up doors. Mm -hmm. And I didn't get the word. I didn't get the word until it was after. And I was like, oh, I know it will. And I knew it will be when I was. I knew it was going to when I was battling myself. I was just scared of that that part of it. Like I don't want to mess up on set. The the lines or this or that. But then I thought about it. Girl, this is what you want to do. Mm -hmm. You want to do TV and film. You want to um, be a big actress. You want to do this. So stop being fearful and go. Because faith without works is dead, and I don't want to be lukewarm. I don't want to be like, I'm lit, and I'm, I got it. And the next one, you're like, okay, don't call me. I don't want to do it. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. So I had to put those emotions aside and say, you know what, God, you placed me here. My nails is purple. Let's do it. Mm -hmm. And I killed it. And it comes out April 19th. I love that for yes. you. Yeah. Um, I love that for yeah, you. Yeah, it was a battle. It was definitely a battle. But then I was like, it's easy when you, you know, BT or somebody's giving you a, a mic and say, go host a red carpet because, you know, the people walking past you, they're, they're following you. But it's different when these directors and producers don't don't know anything about you and you have to perform you got to get into this character you have to be a stoner for real you have to get on get every angle of this and i was just like you know am i ready but god ain't gonna give it to me if he don't think i'm ready you know so he prepared me in that season and um like i said it comes out everybody loves mcdonald's fries so yes you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. Let's talk about the work you did to prepare. So a lot of the skill set that you have being a comedian crosses over. Yeah. But there's a lot of it that's got to be new skill set, new things yeah. that you had to learn. How did you prepare? Well, um, again, uh, my acting coach, you mm. know, um, of course, praying, praying, praying and trying to get the jitteries out. But uh, I called him. I said, like, we got to We got to dive into Stella. Stella, we got to make Pretty V outside to take her out of it. Now she's Stella, let's do it. What are we going to do? And he's like, all right, come to the studio. And we was there every day. We spoke mm -hmm. on FaceTime, Zoom, every day. It's just make sure that uh, um, I, I fit the part and I get it done. So that's how I prepared. And just also knowing, like, this is fun, you mm -hmm. know, and this is just one of many, you know. And, of course, greats are always nervous. You should be nervous, you know, because if you feel like you got it, then you go out there and then you start choking and you like, oh, I should have prayed before I went out here. You know, you got to humble yourself. So I was in a season of like, all right, cool. I'm nervous, but these are great, you know, nerves that's happening. It's not mm -hmm. just me being scared and just trying to find things. But I, at, the, at one point I was like, look, I don't want to do it because I got this. And I was like, girl, you could just 
move them things around mm. and do this movie because this is what you want to do. And I had to just sit myself, uh, set myself aside and said, you know what? This is what God wants you to do. You better go out and do it and you better kill it. And we all did a great job. I love this notion of like you're pushing past the butterflies, right? Yeah. Towards, towards the dream that you have for yourself. Yeah. Was it hard being Stella and Pretty V at the same time? Um, like as you're prepping for Stella and becoming yeah. Stella more and more each day, was it hard being Pretty V and Stella? At the same it time? wasn't. Once I dive in her character, I mean, I, was, I threw a little bit of Pretty V in there. You guys will see it throughout the movie. I threw a little character in there too, Sharon. I said some little Jamaican vibes in there, but Stella was always the main character. Mm. It, you know, um, of course, my facial expression is going to read Pretty V, but like my tone, you know, uh, my tonality was just amazing. I felt her, mm. you know, like she's a rebel, and but it's, it's for this generation. So um, I was able to just like hone on to like everything that's happening right now and just give it, you know, my voice is not like, oh yeah, what I do? Like <laughs> I put on for that character. So you could see, hear and feel the ranges of me. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's not just com comedy, it's you're gonna see, you know, the drama. You're gonna see, you know, um, just the sad part of everything, mm -hmm. just the disappointment, you know, with losing the weed and try to find the weed, you know, for um, uh, my character. So it, it was dope, it was, it, was, it was a really great experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the things we talk a lot on this show is this notion of like, um, phasing. Um, we actually had several conversations where people talk about focusing on one thing, even though yeah. there's 10 things in my spirit, I'm going to focus on one. Right. I heard you say in this season, I'm focusing on being an actress. Why do you, why are you focused on one thing as opposed to 10 things right now? Um, well, let me backtrack. Um, I think we all have ranges and we all have levels of our business and just of us. I think TV and film is just, that's what I, that's, that's my calling. That's mm -hmm. my gift. You know, that's what I, I know I could do. You know, of course, I know that it's preparation for it. You know, you got to dive into certain things and different, you know, characters. It's drama, it's romance, so much genres of this. But on the back end, um, and we didn't, we didn't get into this, I have a, um, a nonprofit called The Pretty Victory where um, I'm talking to young girls, young adults, even even women um, about self-esteem and unmasking themselves. So I'm not just, TV and film is my focus because that's the career and that's what I want. But on the back end, we have to serve too, mm -hmm. you know, and um, that's what I'm doing in this season as well. Mm -hmm. Really tapping into the mental health part because we all need it. And I've, and I'm, I'm getting, I've been getting booked at um, different high schools and colleges, um, different speaking engagements, and just really telling them my story, but also letting them know to keep going mm. and letting them know they have a chance. So, yeah. When did you, how long ago did you start your nonprofit? Um, well, I just filed for it uh, maybe like, uh, well, I, I LLC'd it, and then now uh, I non I'm not doing a nonprofit for it. So, it just, it didn't happen long, but I had the idea for like 2019. It was in my book. And that was gonna be so, and yeah. so where does the idea come from? Why do you choose this specific pathway? So for me, I was uh, talking to my, my, my guy at the time, not a boyfriend, but you know, mm -hmm. let, me rephrase, let me rephrase that now. <laughs> Twist it up and turn don't it. Don't get me in reverse trouble. Look, don't, yeah, don't get me in trouble. But, um, but my homeboy at the time, and I was on the phone with him, and I was like, um, he was just telling me, he was like, Vil V, you could do so much. Like, you mm -hmm. could model, you could do this, you could rap when you want to, you could do it. So, but yo, I don't know why I see the pretty victory. And I was like, oh, mm. that name. And he said, he said, write it down, I see a book. And I was like, for real? So then I, 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 I wrote it down on my book and I had it since 2019. And I think it was just time. I think it was time to just put it out. I think it was time to just, you know, have something for the for the community, you know, for my for my girls, not even for them, just for just whoever's dealing with something, whoever mm -hmm. just wants to be talked to, you know, and I wanted to serve that in that space, mm -hmm. you know, and I and we called it the pretty victory, you know, and I was like, you know, I'm going to go to schools. I want to talk at speaking engagements. I want to go to colleges and really talk to these students about what it is to one be in this space, mm -hmm. but also your human at the end of the day and to keep going like what do you want to do what is your mind telling you to do how or why are you not going and why are you not pushing towards your goal why are you not excelling so I went to Raleigh North Carolina I brought um my hairstylist beings with me and you know we spoke to 415 orphanage mm. and uh um, and it was amazing. So that's that's the lane too that I'm tapping into, you know, because I think I'm tapping into it now. My comedy is my ministry, 
you're getting healed everybody by laughter mm -hmm. you know we every every day you're mm -hmm. getting healed by laughter but i wanted to really say you know what if i'm gonna do this they go they got that all day on instagram i need to do something outside of it and create something and and that's what we did we loc'd it I called my lawyer, you know, and I was like, yo, we, you, this, this is a nonprofit. He was like, all right, cool. So it's a nonprofit, mm -hmm. you know, and right now we went to, we, we did two schools and now I go to Tacoma on the 30th of April to talk to another school out there. That's and beautiful. then I got seven schools in Alabama that, that called for me to do it. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. How is Pretty V defining success for herself right now? What does mm. success look like? How do you know you're successful? Wow. Thank you for that question. Um, I think for me, uh, because when I, when, I, when I look at myself, you know, I'm not where I was before. You know, anything that you make that you don't have to worry, you know, then seven, eight years ago, it was worry. Did I have faith? Of course. But it was still an overthinking process for me. Like I told you before we started shooting, I ain't overthinking anything anymore. Mm. I'm going to walk into my divine purpose. When this ball dropped, I told myself I'm going to have fun. Mm. So when I look at myself and I look at everything I've accomplished, I look at my accolades, I look at the people that I talk to, I look at the relationships, I look at like how far I've come. I'm like, this is successful. Mm -hmm. This is success. This is success. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm able to buy my homes. I'm able to... Homes, plural. Hello. Yes, I heard Hello, it. come on now. <laughs> I'm able to go write a check if I want to. I'm able to take two, three days off if I want to. Mm. I'm able to do what God has called me to do. Mm. I'm able to serve. I'm able to make sure my friends is good. I'm able to help my friends, you know, if it's not just monetary, but it's a conversation. You know, I'm able to just do the things that I want to do, but do it in an honest way mm. and not worrying, you know. And I just feel like success comes in different shapes and sizes, you know, and I think I'm doing mine as a, as a giant right now mm -hmm. I'm, I'm I'm feeling you know God's glory on me you know and I see it on my sister I see it on my brother I see it on my mom mm -hmm. I see it on my friends like I, I, I talk about my team all the time I talk about my friends because they're 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 an extension of me I'm an extension of them so you know if they win we all win you know if I win they win too because of a smile on their face mm -hmm. you know and I get goosebumps when I talk about it because it's just like you you know when you have those friends that just just seen you growing and I'm just like wow mm -hmm. You're just so, my friends are successful too, you know, mm. and I, I love it. If I'm able to get up and get to work and, and, and make money off of that, and I'm able to put that aside and do it all over again the next day mm. and, and, and help people, I, I just feel like that's how I look at myself in the mirror each day. I'm like, girl, you are succeeding. Mm. Yeah. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. One of the things you talked about um, a couple of times is this notion of not overthinking. Yeah. I think it's one thing to say, uh, I'm going to stop overthinking. Yeah. It's another thing to actually do it. Yeah. How are you getting yourself to not overthink so much? Um, I think for me, because I, I, when you've been at a place before, you don't you know not to go back to it. You know, when you've been there before, you know not to go back to it. Mm. So I think for me... You know, when I was in that space of having anxiety and depression, like, you know, who wants to be cringing up in their bed with the pillow over their face and watching the same Oisha uh, episode all day, every day? No one wants to do that, mm -hmm. right? So I think for me, when I tell myself that I'm healed, I'm blessed, I'm set free, and I'm beautiful, those feelings go away. When I get a DM in my, and when I get a message in my DM that says, Fee, we love you, keep going. You know, when I get a call that say, come to Revolt and sit beside your brother, 
those jitteries moments and those worries go away. Mm. When my friend called me and say, Fee, you, you know, let's create this do or let's do this just for fun, then those feelings go away because now they see you as what God has called you. And that's pretty V. That is a woman and child of God, a star. You know, I'm 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 not I'm never I'm not looking at myself as the pretty V that was seven, eight, ten years ago. I'm looking at it right now. And at that time I was I was I don't even know what I was doing. You know, now I'm like, wow, like I don't need to overthink it. These people really believe in me. And I believe in myself first. Mm. So those jitteries go away, you mm. know. Yeah. I love I mean there's so much beauty in your story. I love that you feel like you're in this place of like freedom. Yeah. Um Freedom to move the way you want to move. Yeah, freedom well, freedom to be yourself, to be mm -hmm. your authentic um, and true self, which is just a beautiful place to be. Um, so here you are on the top of this mountain. Are you thinking about what the next mountain looks like? Or are you super focused on where you are right now? I think it's both. You're doing both at the same time. Yeah, I think it's both. I think, you know, um, I'm like, oh my God, this is, I got to handle this in front of me. And I'm like, okay, so what does that, what does it look like if, if I do this? Or where are we go? Like we, I think we always think of that. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, and as creators, we always try to, you know, do this project and go to the next one. And we don't really sit in it. I was just talking to a friend on the phone yesterday for like an hour. And, and I was like, it's so funny how we want to get something so quick after we done with the next one. Like mm -hmm. my manager used to be like, sit in it. You just hosted the BT pre-show. Mm -hmm. Sit in it. I'm like, no, I want to go <laughs> on a different, next. yeah, I want to do something else. <laughs> But not knowing, like, just sit in it, mm -hmm. you know? And however long you want to sit in it, that's up to you. But I always think about what's next, though. I always try to figure out what's over that hill, what's over that mountain, mm -hmm. you know? And, I, I mean, I'm well, I'm not getting younger. I may look it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I know time is ticking on a lot of things. But I'm taking my time. Mm -hmm. it's, ex it's, it's an experience that God has me on right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, as we get ready to wrap, I'm going to ask you, is there anything else that you want to say to the audience? Are there any, is there any final words of wisdom that you want to leave yeah. um, our viewers with before we close out this episode? Yes. Um, you guys, keep, keep, keep going. Um, remember that uh, a delay is never denial. Remember that your purpose is big and it's bigger than you, you know, um, I w I'm, I'm that girl from Miami that done moved all over the place, mm -hmm. you know, and I, but I never gave up on my dream. I never gave up on what my mom told me when I was in middle school, that you're going to be in the arts. And yeah, I got to get there because I want all my kids to, you know, be successful. I want every single one of y'all to walk with y'all head held high and don't be dependent on no man for anything, but just keep going, you know, um, and, and just know that you guys are a bright light. Whatever you guys are dealing with, whatever the anxieties are keeping you up at night, go to sleep, sweet mm. sleep. We ask God for covering over your life. So mm. just keep pushing through um, and uh, just just keep smiling, have fun. That's the season I'm in right now, just having fun and just being honest and loving on my people is the best way. Life is too short. I had two friends that, that passed in this month. Mm, so well, last sorry. month, you know, one last month and the, the other one, um, the other day, Clay and Kichi. So you guys just keep keep going. You know, life is too short and love on your, your peoples and um and, and just keep fighting, whatever it is, just keep fighting. So and 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 yeah, um I'm pretty victory as well. You know, you'll see more of that as well coming to your screen. You know, we're gonna touch souls with that, with that platform, with that nonprofit. And um, yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun to to see everything come to fruition. Yeah, I love that you mm -hmm. mentioned this notion of being a bright light as we were waiting for the episode to kind of start. I was yeah. telling you that you are one of the brightest lights that I've ever seen. Like oh, um, every time you come across my IG, it's just your 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 your, your natural like beauty, your spirit. Um, it's just such a bright light. So thank, thank you, you for being who you are. Thank you. thank you for bringing your joy and your happiness and your yeah. style of comedy into this world. Thank you. And um, thank you for taking the time to come and, kick it with me today. And thank you for being so graceful mm. you know thank you for your heart because it's very warm it's, it's very sweet thank you always you. every time i see you always hey v and just you know give me a hug and just checking in on me you know um sending you the devotions you know <laughs> you know i i appreciate you you know because uh you're a black man trying to get it done mm. you know and you're doing it mm. so you just continue to just give god the glory and everything that always. you do and center yourself when it gets hard you know because we always we get in our head, but we gotta just tap out because we have a bigger purpose, mm. you know, and our purpose is to serve and to, you know, heal a lot of people. Not
not just with you know with the comedy but with your voice mm -hmm. you know you don't know what you said to me that made me feel good and I left feeling encouraged so you just keep going as thank well you. and thank you so much for vote for having me as well yeah of course yeah. thank you um, for speaking life into me today yes. this has been like an interesting year um, yeah. those people around me know it's been like a really really interesting year yeah. so thank you for speaking yeah. light into me today yes, I appreciate it yes. and um, yeah I just want to give you all the love you deserve all the flowers all the love all the all the things thank you thank you Pretty V, um, what an amazing conversation. She is such an incredible human, um, a beautiful spirit, such a bright light. Um, three things that came to mind when I think about the conversation that we just had. Um, one, she talks about this notion of faith without works is dead. Um, I'm one of the biggest believers in the faith walk. I'm one of the biggest believers that um, no man is in control of my destiny because I know that God always has me. And so faith is incredibly important. That said, you also have to do the work. You also have to be willing to do the hustle. Um, I say all the time, like for me, it's all about the supernatural. It's some one part super, one part natural. And so in her story, you see her doing both the super and the natural. There's an incredible faith in God and what he has in store for her and what he's called her to do. But there's so much natural. She is hustling. She is grinding. She is working. She is preparing herself um, to step into the future that she desires for herself. So that's one. Two, one of the things that I love about her story is the move that she made with City Trends. Um, I think it's so easy for us to get caught up on um, being a brand ambassador and renting and getting a check. But I love the fact that she moved that paycheck into ownership. Um, you know, at Revolt, we're really big on ownership in general. We're big on owning our own narrative in the black community. We're big on black folks owning their own businesses and their own companies because that's the only way that we will be able to build generational wealth. And I love that she didn't just settle for the brand ambassador check, but she found a way to get equity um, and become an owner. And three, what I love about her story is someone who never gave up. This is someone who clearly had a dream and a vision since she was a young girl to be in the world of entertainment. And it didn't matter that she got fired several times. Um, it didn't matter that, you know, she created her own shows and they like they didn't pop um, in the ways that she wanted. It didn't, none of those things mattered um, because she knew who she was supposed to be. She knew what she was called to be. And she kept going and going and going and just never gave up. She fought through the depression. She fought through the anxiety. She fought through everything to get to this place where she is. And so I just love that her story is one that, um, it's not necessarily tragedy to triumph, but it is an amazing story about resilience and grit and never giving up while we pursue our dreams. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. 
So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.